0: Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially, and to live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizek. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Empowered Life. I am so excited to be here with an amazing, amazing guy, Charlie Caldwell. Charlie, hey, thanks for being here with me.
1: Thank you so much for this awesome opportunity to share our message and help people, empower people. Yeah. Really go after like clarity and simplicity in life, too.
0: Yeah. Really- yes. So let me tell you about Charlie. Charlie is a certified high performance coach, and he has coached over three thousand sessions with international clients so he knows what he's doing on how to make you purposeful and profitable and focused in everything that you want in your life he's also a founder of the internet services group he's had that business for about 28 years now wow and he teaches people how to be profitable Online, So you have a business idea, you want to serve lots of people with it online, but you also want to make some money doing it and it's a win-win for everyone. So I'm so excited about this episode because we're already digging into life and purpose and passion and being profitable. But for some people, you're already even kind of going, whoa, and going back a bit in your chair because you're like, yes, this all sounds fine and dandy, but what happens when that burnout hits? Or what happens when that overwhelm hits? Or what happens when you created a schedule that you feel like you can't get out of, right? You, you, you've worked yourself to death. Or you've worked yourself into some not great health, or you're just like, whoa, I need a breath, and I don't know how to take that breath. And I know a lot of my people, you know, we're busy moms. We want to crush it. We're either entrepreneurs or we want to crush it in the work that we do, but we're also really passionate about our family and our relationships. And sometimes you feel like it has to be one or the other, and how do you make it all fit? So today, Charlie is going to give us his best tips on how he makes it all fit, on his frameworks, and how he's been hugely successful in all the things that he's done, more than even the last 28 years. Because Charlie, you've had, I want to open up by just saying you've had a big health change, you've had some weight loss, um, which I love to celebrate with you. Tell me a little bit about, about that and how that happened and why that happened.
1: Yeah, the real quick story is when I started the big business, this was in 94, about 94, 95, I had some already bad health habits. Mm-hmm. First of all, I was a night owl, and I wasn't getting what we know in science today to get that full night's sleep. For me, that's about seven and a half to eight hours, depending. And then I was drinking Mountain Dew, about three to eight 20-ounce Mountain Dews a day, but I wasn't hydrating with water. Mm-hmm. My excuse at the time was, "There's water's the first ingredient. It's like... Yeah, water and orange juice is in there. (laughs) Then I also was letting the business run me. So when we teach high performance, we teach agency. Like how control of life are you, or is life in control of you? And in the case of my life, business was in control of me. I wasn't in control of it, especially as that business grew and scaled. So I went from about two hundred pounds in ninety four to about two seventy, like two sixty eight, two sixty nine, when we sold that business in October of two thousand. And it was just you magnify those bad habits times stress and everything else with growing a huge business. And then boom, I got out of that and I was like, I don't like the person I am Mm. for many reasons because I let relationships slide, but health was a big one. And the energy piece is key for me and so many others. Get that dialed in, then you can be the best or feel the best for others. Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: you're living sort of incongruent. So for me, I really had to work that. So what happened for 12 years, I did what most people do, I got down around 240 and that became my new high from 2001 through 2011. But that would dip down 210 and come back up to 240, 210. And in about 2011, uh, I had been down to almost 200 pounds in 2010 and I got back up to 240. I'm like, this has got to end. Yeah. And that's when I stumbled upon Brendan Burchard and high performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't, the thing I realized, people say, what's that one thing? And for me, it was tying that future vision of who I wanted to be as a dad to the weight loss. To say, if I'm gonna be the best role model, this is the guy that I see, and I had to really journal very uh, vibrantly, sensorily, meaning speaking to the senses, like what does it feel like, look like? What, t- what does it taste like? like? What am I eating? Or what am I learning to like to eat? <laughs> and, yeah. and I got that so dialed in. And that was all part of the high performance process. And sure enough, July 25th, 2012, almost five years ago now, I got on my scale, 199.7. I remember just bawling. I was like, got it, broke through. And remember making that commitment? I'm never going to go above 200 again. Mm. Say that I haven't, which is awesome. Because I got down and I went, kept going down about 189 to 192. And for me, I'm about six foot tall in my build and everything. And I put on some muscle and stuff like that. Staying about 192 to 195, that's where I sit. Um, we times where we'll go on vacation, and I eat incredibly well, I have a really good health habit for that, but still put on a little salt weight, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Usually two or three days after vacation, I'm back down to my normal range. There's been one instance where that didn't happen, so I really had to d- double up.
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't
1: go up to 100, but was sitting, my new baseline was around 197 ish, so mm-hmm. really had to pay attention to that. So, that's the in a nutshell, it was being incredibly purposeful about why I'm going to lifestyle change, and then getting real clear on those habits that support that. Mm. I don't drink soda and haven't since 2008. Uh, And then also just making sure I'm eating 95% now nutrient rich. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while I'll go old school and it's usually a meal a week. and I'll just go nuts. Used to be a day a week, but that's it. And that's the the sort of catalyst. So thanks for celebrating that with me. And and I really appreciate it because that's quite a journey.
0: It's huge. And I think the piece that like gave me goosebumps, not only just the fact that you want to be a role model to your kiddos, but you took control. Like yeah. instead of life happening to you, you started making choices and changes that worked for you, right? Even like going on okay. vacation where you're like, I know what I need to do. I yeah. know how I'm gonna enjoy. I know where I'm at, I know when I've gone too far. Like yeah. you know then you're almost that step ahead. And yeah. you get that next move, right? And that's dialing into that purpose that
1: you're yep. talking about. It's so crazy because I have a, a landing list is what I call it. And what that is, the moment I land, I know where the closest Whole Foods is. Mm-hmm. And I go and get my supplies. It's usually the little bags of almonds. And I'll get some nutrient-rich bars. I'll get some juices. If I know I have a fridge, I'll get just great big bottles of water.
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I prepare for the best experience where I'm at.
2: Yeah.
0: If
1: I'm staying at a hotel and there isn't, like, the availability for that isn't, I'm already looking at their menus. Visualizing what I'm going to be ordering
0: mm-hmm. well in
1: advance of the trip totally part of that whole planning process And I think a lot of people to to reduce overwhelm and increase simplicity The usual answer is a little more planning or a lot more planning depending on their context of life
0: Yeah, yeah. and the other thing that jumped out when you're talking about your business And you said you were living a little bit incongruent right where you're crushing it in business but your health you know, you were drinking the Mountain Dew to try to sustain the energy to keep up with the demands of crushing it in a business, right? And it's yeah. like you think about how much better you could produce or how much more you could give when your energy is coming from the right place. So that whole incongruent piece, I think, was really huge that you touched on as well. Yeah, yeah. A big
1: part of that was that if in in high performance coaching, we often talk about the life arenas, the arena of Me and my self-care, the arena of my love, or as Brendan calls it, my lover. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And then my family and my friends. And then my career or mission. Then my contribution and my finances and my spirit. And the only one that I gave 100% effort to was the career, the mission. Mm. Everything else, it was loosey-goosey. It just fell apart. Mm
2: -hmm. And it fell
1: apart only because it was neglected yeah Just sheer amount of time energy and effort in this we were working at the height of that business this is in 99 and fr- first part of 2000 before I got acquired we were working monday through sunday like all week long um start around nine because that's when i slept into go to bed around one two three and there was no let off like and we took our first vacation in march of 2000 and i forgot what those were i mean that was how intense it was
2: mm-hmm. and I,
1: that's when you sort of say whoa Cause you come pop up for like checking in with everybody. And I'm like, I don't even have relationships with people who are important to me yeah. the way that I would want them to be. Who yeah. My grandparents were a big part of my life at that time. And their the relationship with them, they were always my number one supporters had kind of fallen apart. Yeah. Not like they were mad at me or anything. It's just they knew I was right. busy and just didn't communicate. So that was like number one. when we, when the business got acquired in October, 2000, it was like, let's go got my punch list. Got to rebuild myself, rebuild relationships.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just keeping, um, I look at it like sometimes like whack-a-mole, the game, where you yeah. have all these things and you're trying to, there's life, I got to hit that one. Boom, uh-huh. there's a business, I got to hit that one. So uh-huh. my question for everybody is always, what parts of your life in those arenas are you neglecting and what's the shift going to change today or tomorrow to really bring that online?
2: Mm.
1: Bring a little more attention and energy to it. Mm-hmm. And it, that in itself is usually a big game changer for a lot of people that I've worked with and work with.
0: Yeah. And it's, I love that piece because so many people beat themselves up and they're like, oh, I'm not motivated or, oh, I could never do this and that. And like, at no point in your life were you ever like, oh, my parents are not important or grandparents are not important to me. It's like, you just got distracted. Like you said, you, you got distracted, whacking the other mold. One
1: big one for business.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right? It was like the repetitive whack of the one thing. And it's yep. like whatever you whack or whatever you feed is going to grow. Whatever you don't is not, right? And usually people beat themselves up because they're like, oh, well, my health, I just can't seem to get motivated. And it's like, no, 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 you're just like you said, you're not – you think it's going to take care of itself, but it won't. Yeah. Right? Like a relationship won't fix itself. Your health won't just yeah. fix itself, right?
1: There's one quote that I love that ties into what you just said. Mm-hmm. That is, I used to believe that inspiration led to motivation and motivation led to action. Mm. But what I've learned about myself and people as we've studied high performance and everything is action leads to inspiration. Mm. So when people are like, well, I don't know what to do, I'm not motivated to do anything. I said, don't worry about motivation. Just what's the one, two or three things you need to take action on right now mm-hmm. in regard to your well-being of yourself, mm-hmm. to the relationship with your love,
2: mm-hmm. to the
1: relationship with kids, your family, whatever that is, and just do one thing this week, every day consistently. And then they start to see this shift. So I love that. Action leads to inspiration. Mm, <laughs> I love
0: that. Action leads to inspiration. Leads to me. Yeah, the motivation comes after you've taken the first step. And maybe it's not even the right step, yeah. but you learned along the way that, okay, I got a sidestep over here, and now I'm in the right. But you at least did something. Yeah. when you do nothing things don't change you don't the magical inspiration and motivation doesn't just all of a sudden whack you one day i think brendan said that once he's like the piano
1: piano purpose doesn't fall upon you one day right you're on the constant strive to find that and live into it and it evolves and changes and you have to be open to that evolution
0: now playing on that next question yeah so many people think we we hear this and not that hard work gets a bad rap because yes, if you want anything in your life, you have to have grit, you have to have hard work. But so many people think hard work means almost exactly like you described, you know, getting up at a certain hour, whether that's sleeping in or whatever, but like burning the midnight oil till 2 a.m. or oh, sleep's overrated. I'm just gonna work, 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 work and then they work themselves to death. So is more better or not? What do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, Brendan, last week, well two weeks ago, Certification Week with Brendan Burchard in the high performance work, Mm -hmm. this is my fifth week, he said, um, less less is better and what you really wanna go after are those needle moving moves. Mm -hmm. So the concept isn't, like we teach productivity like this, it's not about getting more done, Mm -hmm. It's about getting the right things done. And I always back that up with this really powerful three Ds. The work that we do as a parent, as an entrepreneur, what do we have to do that showcases our strength? What can we delegate? Mm -hmm. And most importantly, what can we delete? Mm -hmm. So I'm always asking the question, is this something that I can just delete? Is this a task that just doesn't need to be done? Or can it be pushed way into the future? And that goes along with that concept that the highest performers have learned to say no 80% of the time. So out of every 10 requests that come in, you've got beautiful positive language that says no, essentially. Mm -hmm. So for me, like an example, just to have an illustration, is if somebody asks me to do something, I'm just like, no, I I don't have any room. I have a very clear purpose and I'm living into it. Mm
2: -hmm. And over the
1: next three weeks, month, these are the things I'm up to. So I tell them what I'm doing and you can watch them online. Cause you usually you can see my videos and stuff.
2: Yep. Uh, and I'm not,
1: I don't have any room, any plan in my calendar to live a life of harmony.
2: Mm-hmm. That means
1: that I have time for me, my girls, my wife, my friend, my family, and all the things that I enjoy. So if it's okay with you, please re ask in a month or two. Yes. Right now I don't have the bandwidth for it and I don't want to deprive the quality of what I'm doing. I do appreciate the opportunity yeah. that works like magic. It doesn't say like, no, and it, a lot of people, they think they have to say no and make up an excuse.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that, no one justify it.
1: So the, the biggest thing out of all these coaching sessions that I've done that really helped people is to journal literally for about 30 minutes. I like to call open journaling. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where you plant a question and you add to it every day for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like in different, moods and different thoughts. So what I've said is think through the ways you can say no positively and really mean it come Mm -hmm. from that place of purpose and just kind of journal out how you would say it Mm -hmm. like a couple sentences what's really really helpful for people is sentence starters Mm -hmm. is where they come up with five words that they just roll off and then they just rely on intuition to fill in the rest Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like uh one of them one of my phrases is my dream is dot 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 Mm. And I go right from my passion. My dream is to serve the world with a high level of world class and distinction. And what I'm working on are these things. And that doesn't kind of fit into this right now, but would love to maybe re-entertain this a few months down the road if, if that's still an option. Yes.
0: Well,
1: so that's really powerful language, but that's so helpful because so many moms and dads that I've worked with, they want to reduce that overwhelm.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's little
1: commitments that they've made that attack that whole idea of being able to live with simplicity. And clarity. Mm-hmm. It's
0: yeah. huge. I love that open journaling. Start with yeah. a few of those things that just naturally roll off. Like you almost have to train yourself to know yeah. first. Yeah. And you're actually training other people when you do that as well. Like I had to live into that recently as well with all the products and programs and things that I'm doing to serve big. And I did get a lot of pushback
2: yeah,
0: because I was a classic people pleaser. I said yes to everyone and everything. And it goes back to that incongruent piece. I was doing a whole lot of crap I didn't want to do. No yeah. offense with a whole lot of people I didn't want to be spending time with. Doing a whole lot of things that didn't move the needle forward for me. Yeah. So I used to be so easily accessible to everyone. And yeah. they used expect it. So it took a little bit of training of the same exact thing. Like exactly like you said, I'm really working on this. It's so powerful and so important to me. You're important to me too, but I've already got this figured out, you know, talk to me in two weeks, you know, next month I'll be so much more open. Like whatever it is, like, this is really what I'm passionate about right now.
2: You
0: know, and then people start to get it and they start to get that their need might not truly be as urgent, right? When people are like, I have to talk to you right now, call me right now, and you're like, is somebody dying? Like, what, why do you need me? Why do you need me, and why do you need me right now, right? Yeah. Like you said, when you put some attention to that, and you journal that, you don't feel, because people pleasers feel bad when they have to say no. When yeah. you're on the path of purpose, you don't feel bad. You're just like, this is my jam, this is what I'm doing, let me tell you about it and go, right? That's
1: exactly right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's so important. Two points that you brought up that I want to dive a little deeper on. One, that open journaling concept mm. is five minutes of time, maybe in the morning when you get up. But here's what I found. People are in certain moods during the week, and they're in different moods sometimes on the weekends. Mm. A more holistic answer to the question. Like if I – on a Saturday, they might feel more free, depending on their lifestyle and, and how mm-hmm. they live. But they're not, if I answer that from the best of me, I would want to make sure I incorporate this. But that comes to them on a Saturday when they don't feel the load of what they got to do in a day. Mm-hmm. The work week. And so that's a big part of it. And then the other side, when we really think about like, that passion, purpose, fueling this,
2: mm-hmm. most
1: people that I work with, until they've gone through like, the process of what we've been blessed to do as high performance coaches, they don't have a very well articulated purpose that they can wholeheartedly step behind. Mm. You are like, wow, well, this is my purpose. And uh, yeah, I, I should be doing that. But when you really get it, you're like, no, you just go, bam, this is my purpose. Yeah. This is what I'm up to. And I've got to live into this for the well being of not only uh, my message and my family and friends and everything else, but the fact that I know I can have on the world in a good way. Mm. Whether you're improving people's lives somehow or growing their businesses or a combination thereof. So it's really powerful.
0: Hugely powerful. And when you say that, even you, you say it with such like I feel it coming through the screen when you say that.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks.
0: You don't yeah. mess with that, right? Like yeah. that's what it's all about.
2: Yeah. And now, yeah. did it
0: take you a little bit to was it the high performance stuff? Or because some people like you said some people were like, I don't really know what I meant to do. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Like, how did you get so that conviction of your like? This is what I'm doing, this is my purpose, bam, 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 let's go.
1: Yeah, it was, what we call it in high performance are the core sessions. There are our first 12 sessions. We're blessed to do 24 right now. Um, these core sessions, they work on clarity right out of the gate. Mm. And psychology, encourage, influence, mm. productivity, persuasion, these kind of things, along with energy. And so through this very well-defined process, by the time you hit session 11, mm. which is defining your purpose, you already have all the underpinnings. Mm. why that's important to you. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, it's incredibly important for me to be congruent with getting hydrated with water. (laughs) Not Mountain Mountain Dew. (laughs) And with eating nutrient rich, because if I don't, my energy dips. Mm -hmm. That makes my purpose suffer. Yes. So clear about My purpose is pretty easy. It's to help people improve their lives from where they're at to where they want to be. And I realize most people don't dream big enough. so They don't really know where they want to be. We have to co-create that. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work to figure that out.
2: Mm-hmm. But I
1: can't help people go where they want to be if I'm like slumped over and exhausted. Right. I will take that commitment so serious because I brought a lot of the time, attention, and awareness to it. hmm the, the high-performance process um, that, that really helped me get that straight. And it's helped hundreds of others that I've worked with. Just mm-hmm. because like, they thought about it for an afternoon or went to a workshop.
2: Yep. Hadn't
1: had the conversation woven in their life for 12 weeks or 24 weeks, depending on whether they do weekly or bi-weekly.
2: Mm-hmm. And by the
1: time you're through that, like, you've had a lot of time to drive or play with the idea or on your walks, think about it.
2: Mm-hmm. you put a
1: lot of energy into it. And we've just shine the light of attention on it. So by the time we hit that 11th session, you're just like, I don't know what it is exactly, but I know it has these pieces. Mm-hmm. And you have the fuel behind it, mm-hmm. the emotional catalyst,
2: mm-hmm. the emotional
1: drive to be like, no, and this is the big distinction. Like a lot of people, they'll be like, I can't do that because I got a purpose. And they come across angry. Mm. So high performers come across positively framed and stern. Like they're so steadfast in their commitment, but they're positively framed.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not like I can't do that.
1: It's like, you know what? I'd love to be able to do that. But I got this going on to live into my well-defined purpose. Mm-hmm. And you want take a look at it online.
2: Mm. And right now,
1: I got production lined up for the next three weeks. And then I got editing and posts and everything else going on. So as soon as I'll be, I have time for anything extracurricular or anything else will be in like eight weeks from now. Right. I do challenge a lot of people to take one week every quarter and just catch up and create and catch up on any commitments.
2: Mm -hmm. So they
1: literally schedule that. And that's where we go in and say, you know what? My scheduled week of uh, reviewing all the options that have crossed my plate is you know let's say it's july 11th right now so it might be the first week of september and i'll be coming back to that if you think by then that you might still need my help or need me to participate mm-hmm. i'm happy mm-hmm. does that does that all make sense
0: totally totally makes sense and i'm the same like i'm like i can tell you what i have planned in november and december like i'm um, right like people are like what do you what do i'm like i map out my year I mean, granted, things things are edited and changed and don't always go directly to plan, but I know, like you said, I know what my focus is. I know what my passion and my purpose is and you have a plan. Like it goes across, whether it's health or, you know, it's anything, business, like you can't just go where the wind takes you. You have to have a plan and you have to have purpose and I think as you said, that really helps you pull back from being over-scheduled, over-stimulated, saying yes to everything that comes across your plate. You've got to be in the driver's seat and you've got to be in control of that, right?
1: It it goes back to one of the themes you and I have talked about before, and that is a simple life
0: Mm.
1: is one where you've learned to say no
2: Mm -hmm. and you're clear
1: about what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So there's that clarity, and then you've also learn to say no the beauty is with what we've talked through is that that lends itself to saying no easier because mm-hmm. if you're clear and purposeful it's a lot easier conversation to say no of from a growth and respect of and positive <laughs> feeling than it is i don't want to do that and have an excuse come up
0: <laughs> and actually people will say like oh well you know, if I set that hour to do my workout or I set that hour to work on my business, oh, I'm being selfish. And it's like, no, no, no. Everything, Charlie, that's come across in your messages is that it's actually the opposite. When I stay focused on what I'm doing, I can serve bigger. When I stay focused on what I need, I'm a better mom, dad, wife, husband, like, you know what I mean? It's really about, it's actually the opposite of being selfish. It's about wanting to give your best to the people you love or the people you serve. So it's actually the opposite of, you know, I know a lot of moms toss around that. Oh, I have mom guilt when I have to do X, Y, Z. It's like, no, no, no. Like you said, when you're on your path of purpose, there's no guilt. You're like, this is what I need to do because I need high energy. I wanna serve lots of people. I have a message I wanna share, or whatever that is, right? It's like, it's actually selfless, not selfish, right?
1: Love that, that's a great distinction, and you're so spot on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: a big part of you gotta take, like they always say, you gotta take care of yourself first so you can take care of others. You gotta love yourself first so you can love others. And that's the get part. You get that commitment and that purpose about taking care of yourself in alignment, then it unfolds in mm-hmm. much higher levels of uh, congruence. In the way you serve in the world,
0: huge, huge. Awesome. Now you you have this five P approach, that yeah. we're talking about. And we've kind of we've kind of weaved a few of that throughout our messaging. But what are those five P's that you find are really important in your yeah. life? Tell me so the first one is
1: obviously purpose, which is what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that we work it in high performance coaching because it's an overarching purpose statement for all roles in life, mm-hmm. it's not like specific per role. So it's a unique approach to that. It's literally like uh, maybe three sentences, but it's so clear on how you want to be, what you want to do, and why it's important. And that's the big part of that. So purpose is huge. Mm-hmm. The next is passion,
2: mm-hmm. is aligning
1: yourself with what you're passionate about. But what we learned at uh, CHPC Week was not only being passionate, but almost obsessive in a good way, mm-hmm. or really wanting to serve this stuff. Like passion turned to 11 out of 10. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. Next is just being positive. Bringing the joy, as we say in high performance, but also honoring the struggle. Yeah. You know? And then the next is being productive. So that's the fourth P. Is like, what is it that we're doing that's our life's work? Mm. How are we forwarding our life's ambitions? The easiest way to figure that out is to kind of vision the end of your life, mm. 80 or 90, and looking back going, do I have any regrets mm. about when I was at the current age I'm at of things that I knew I wanted to do, but I didn't go after? So we're incorporating our priorities, the things that we know we have to do every day. But then we're having at the top side of that, the things that we are going after on the bigger scale. For some that's writing a book, for others that's traveling, for others that's just contributing or volunteering. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have that regret. So that's like living productively. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's those three Ds. Doing the stuff we know we need to do, delegating like crazy what we don't, and deleting things that are just off the path completely. That's a hard thing to distinguish for the newbies in this world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then the fifth piece is profitability. Just making sure that we understand what it is. We call them the levers or the needle movers that are really bringing in, and I always like to say recurring revenue, because my belief, this is just my life, recurring revenue equals freedom. Mm -hmm. If we get to a recurring revenue stream that equals your break even, life becomes a lot more uh, ah, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Not that. I have to maintain relationships with these people and serve them in the ways that I promised them. But they afford me the ability to live in break-even break mode, or as I'd say, comfort, which is usually two times break-even. Mm-hmm. So let's just say it's for numbers. 100K a year is break-even for somebody. Mm-hmm. 200K would be comfort. That makes the assumption that they don't grow their expenses.
2: <laughs> right.
1: That's high-performance kind of thing. So they're like, okay, if I can reach 100K through recurring revenue, then I can take off the gas pedal a little bit and serve with more distinction and value. Yeah. And maybe do other things that are bonus revenue generators. Yeah. That's how I sold my business. They didn't buy our business for anything but the recurring revenue. We had ten thousand subscribers paying monthly,
2: mm-hmm. like bucks a month.
1: And they just said, "Hey, we want to buy that, and we we're going to pay you like five or four x the amount of the subscriptions." It was crazy. I'm like, really? But we had everything systemized too, yeah. so. Yeah. People, when they think about succession planning and happiness and freedom, the strong drive that I have is that automatic payment every month. Huge. You're not having to go pound the pavement and create more relationships. You're just taking the relationships you've got, keeping them uh, at a good place or adding more value as you go through time. Mm-hmm. So these, the purpose, passion, positivity, productivity, profitability.
0: Mm, I love that. And then even just to uh, play on that, even the success you've had. So going online and getting that monthly recurring income, that's a big mindset gap that people have to overcome. And I know for interest of time, we won't dig too much into this cause this is a whole other podcast interview. But I know for me and like the training industry, you know, a lot of personal trainers are like, no, the only way I can serve people is face to face, you know, service for service. And I'm like, okay, well you're only helping, I shouldn't say only, but really you're only helping one person and how long can you sustain that for, right? Yeah. Like you cap out, so okay, you can help six people a day, Yeah, maybe 10 people a day, that's pushing yourself, But are you going to do that for 10, 20, 30 years? No, you can't sustain that kind of schedule, nor, as you said, is that freedom of time and when you're trading dollar for service kind of thing. So, you know, you were blessed that you learned that concept and you got over that gap that, like, so many people are just so stuck in that. I can't go online. I can't make a difference online. I have to do it in person. And that's just such a pigeonhole narrow. They want the freedom. But what you're doing, again, that incongruent piece comes up for me again. It's like you're not, freedom really is in nurturing those relationships online monthly, right?
2: Yep, Mm -hmm. that's
0: exactly it. Yeah, yeah, so that's a big mindset. People have to kind of do a little bit of a open journaling or a gut check around is the current schedule and income that you're making serving you? Is, what's this gonna look like five years down the road are you still going to be able to? How's your energy and your health going to be? Yep. If you're still trading dollars for service, kind of thing. That's
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah. And you had incredible. You wouldn't just tell me you you retired at 29?
1: Yeah. That was 2000 when I sold the business. Yep. Amazing. Bought Amazing. a big motorhome and hit the road.
0: Nice. And like
1: decompressed, and it was huge. I remember I, I never have been on any drugs or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> that I read with heroin withdrawal, it felt like that.
2: Really, eh?
1: Up in the middle of the night with the sweats, thinking my servers were going haywire, but I didn't. I didn't have that responsibility anymore. Mm. So in the First three months, I was like, "Where's my pager?" Because back then it was pagers. Yes. Is there any servers going off? Wow! Oh, and, you know, I was freaking out. Right.
0: Yeah, and you don't, and, and you don't even realize like what effect that had on your health and your stress and Oh my gosh! You no, know, yeah. like, like I bet you're thinking in your brain, I'm never going back there. Right. Yeah,
1: that, You know what? That's interesting you bring that up because that's been a hindrance for some of my growth and drive in light of some of the work that we're doing in the mastermind and things like that. Mm-hmm. This belief that I don't want to push too hard because I might get back there, mm-hmm. but then really rethinking how I need to approach sort of the end game of where my, where my triggers are that tell me that I need to adjust, mm. just funnel, adjust, approach, whatever that would be. So I had to get real clear about that in the last few weeks going into the last half of this year.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And you don't realize how much your fears sometimes make yeah. you self
1: sabotagers essentially. Yeah, totally. What in the past.
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. So I think we're at the end of our time, but I want to ask you one more question. Yeah, totally. What is the thing that you are the most excited about? in the next, like, month or two? Like, what are you geeking out about right now that is, like, going to be your jam in the next month? That is such
1: an easy question to answer. I'm in my studio, and I've got it set up for three months. So, Mm -hmm. July, the end of September, of just pure refilming online courses,
2: Mm. offers.
1: Um, I've also set up a camera bank. It's over that way um, that I'm building right now, actually, where it's got a camera for the recording, the production quality, but also generating... I've got four different cameras that will be shooting out to all social. So depending on what I'm filming, I'll be pushing it everywhere. Because mm-hmm. I believe in abundance. And it's like they can buy the course later on or they can watch it as it's filmed, whatever mm-hmm. they want. So I'm really excited about that because I've got very clear ways of serving in those three areas that I serve in life, business, and online. Mm-hmm. But also that really promoting a great message that's needed right now more than ever, I would say. Just in the sense that you can live a simple Productive, life. Mm-hmm.
2: You
1: learn and really apply a lot of the principles we've talked through today. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're clear on what you're going after and you've had the conversation around monetization, that profitable piece. Yeah. So, I'm living into that, being the role model for it, and got the whole room. I reconfigured the whole room this week. Ah. It's ready to roll, ready to rock.
0: <laughs> I love it, Charlie. Purpose, passion, positivity, being productive and being profitable. Yes. There's no stopping you, my friend. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I'm so inspired by this call. How can Charlie, how can people get in touch with you if they want to know more about the way you serve and how you can help them? Where should they go or what should they so,
1: do? Yeah, the easiest is to go to charlie2.com and it's spelled differently. C-H-A-R-L-Y, the number two.com.
0: Nice.
1: That's my health, wealth, and happiness in life and business video series, blog, in there, you have options to get into any of the things that I offer. Uh, soon I'll be debuting my new life uh, health assessment. So it'll be a kind of assessment that goes through seven big areas. and says, how are you doing here? And you rank yourself. Mm. And you'll see uh, extensions to other things that I do in the business and internet realm. But for the context where I like people to start is in that realm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You get that dialed in, then we can go nuts. Because we get your energy, your clarity, your courage productivity all these things out in next thing you know we can aim that somewhere and then work the purpose piece into it and the profitability piece into that that'll make sense mm-hmm. that's it charlie do.com
0: love it charlie thank you so much for serving my tribe it was a pleasure you thank rock you. and thank you guys for tuning in our latest episode of the empowered life catch you next time you've been listening to the empowered life podcast for more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizic.com.